Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> the president is using mind control but how, how's that provable the pathological lying characteristic of destructive cult leaders blaming others never taking responsibility shunning and, and kicking out anyone who raises questions or concerns it is frightening to hear a cult expert say that you see all these signs today in american politics wake up this is what's happening and our democracy is at stake here if you say this is a cult what's the first step of deprogramming contact with people that are outside the bubble appealing to the person's true self that wants to be a good person that believes in america and democracy and, and truth truth will stand up to scrutiny I doubt it. You are fake news. What the fuck did I just hear? Oh, good for you. Very fake news. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. I agree with that. Skag Freeve over here. Get the fuck back and back out of here. You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Okay. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was nice. I, uh, I didn't... Pay attention to the news for a couple days straight. I drank too much beer, and so it's water for me tonight, not Coors Light. Cleaning it up. Actually, I just have no appetite to drink beer right now. But yes, it was a good time, and uh, I hope a good Thanksgiving was had by all among our listenership. We'll be with you for a shorter show than usual tonight in light of the holiday weekend. But as always, you know, I think I'm going to do a little less content, and then by the time Sunday's over, it's like, well, I got to talk about that. I got to talk about that. Yeah. We'll see how long this takes. I'd planned for like an hour, but it's assuredly going to go longer. So we'll see. Well, I better text the husband and tell him. That was like, <laughs> dinner's going to be on time tonight. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint. I'll, I'll, I'll hurry. I think we can probably just go through the, the show as one bulk group tonight, and then we'll catch up with Super Chat and call it a okay, night, maybe. Sweet. I'll try to be quick on the clock, but we do have a plateful of Thanksgiving leftover stories. Black Friday means one thing. No, it's not the great deals at Target or the mall. It's people fighting over the great deals at Target or the mall. We'll check out the best brawl scenes from Black Friday. Colin Kaepernick takes the holiday to let everyone know he's not, in fact, thankful for anything in this racist country. And a Newsweek reporter loses her job for a botched Trump Thanksgiving uh, story. Trump, earlier in the week, tweets out a meme or a doctored image, as it's being reported, his face on Rocky Balboa's body, and the Washington Post 
Fact checkers are on the case. Totally predictable. These people, uh, you, you, you know exactly how they're going to handle these sorts of things. You heard it in the intro that Brian Stelter hosts a guest uh, on CNN who says Trump is a cult leader using mind control. We've all been duped, apparently. Anybody who's willing to give the president a fair shake, I suppose. Or if you're a diehard MAGA hat person. A terror attack hits the London Bridge with a series of strange details in the story. Yet uh, also totally predictable in their own Yeah, yeah. kind of. Uh, we'll get into all of it. Uh, <laughs> if you live in a moral story, if you live in London, get a narwhal tusk <laughs> to defend your home. You know, until it was Sadiq five Khan. feet long. It was oh my God. Sadiq Khan's going to take those, though. Nobody reasonably needs a narwhal tusk. <laughs> And surprise cringe to close, we will, of course, take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, perhaps uh, later on in the show, uh, toward the end of the show today, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down. Money Grabbers, DLive as well, now that I understand DLive at least 50% more than I did a few weeks ago. It will be all this and more in your favorite, I don't know, hour, two hours, who knows, of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have over on the website is uh, special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. This week, our feature business is our friends at Black Rifle Garb, offering apparel to celebrate the Second Amendment that are only recognized by elite individuals who know and love the AR-15. I'm a big fan of their subtle styles. They show patriotism and 2A enthusiasm. Without being loud about it, I love the graphic of the flag made out of AR parts. I love the <laughs> graphics of the SIG, Smith. Wow. Oh, nothing. Right. Oh, you're just chuckling. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt I your flow. I love the graphic of the SIG and the Smith & Wesson and the Glock slide serrations. Those are really cool. I also love that Bryce, who runs Black Rifle Garb, is a listener of this show. He's offering 5% off store-wide using the promo code MCLISTENER. And if you take advantage of that offer, you're helping out the show as well. Find everything from Black Rifle Garb, as well as special deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense, Flyover States, and Charity Swipes at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I was laughing because my husband went out for a snowblower this week. Oh. And he got one, but he also came back with a gun. Good for so him. I that, bought more guns. Is that okay with you? I was like, do you know always. what he got? It was what, a what did he Walther. Uh, name the popular Walther thing. handgun of some kind. I yes. assume he got a pistol. Cool. Did, uh, also, did he, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you shoot it yet? Not yet. I can't shoot guns while I'm pregnant because of the lead. Really? Yeah. There's like okay. a notice on um, at all the shooting ranges. And then I, last time I was there, I was trying to get pregnant and they were like, well, just make sure that you wash your face and your hands and rinse your mouth out before you consume any liquids or anything like that, hmm. because there's just like lead flying around in the air. Um, I did want to talk about this GoFundMe. I know that we we sure take take a moment if you want. So there is a GoFundMe that is up that I did not start for baby stuff for you and for me. Now, it's from our friend Raggle from Raggle yeah. now. This touched me deeply when I looked at it the other day and read all the nice notes. I was like sobbing and everything like that but also makes me feel very guilty um, and greedy, you know? And so, and so I don't know what to do about it. Like my initial instinct was like, I have to give all of this back to everybody, right? Like, is that the right thing to do? Um, but I wanted people to know 
it was very nice of Regal Fraggle to start it. It was very touching. I really did cry when of I course, read all the responses. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. But I also am really conflicted because I'm not really in need. And I didn't do anything to deserve it. It's not content-based. I just got knocked up, you know? <laughs> well, um, of course, I appreciate Raggle Fraggle. And I appreciate everybody who contributed to that. That is a very kind gesture. And I was shocked by the support I for know. that sort of thing. Did you um, see perhaps, the nice notes and Laurel wrote the nicest. I was like, oh. Perhaps oh, um, if you, I'm sure we can discuss with the people involved in that, how they would like to handle it. If you feel that it's not uh, appropriate to direct the money your way or whatever you want to do. But I didn't, um, I, I didn't do anything to earn it. It's not like getting money for the show where we're providing a service for people. And that, so that's like where I was like, I kind of have like an ethical, I'm having an ethical. Maybe we could donate it to the uh, Blonde's Disease Awareness Society. <laughs> the, uh, the worst thing we could do is donate the money. We will not do that. <laughs> I, we can have a conversation with the people involved in this and figure out uh, how best to uh, deal with the, I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's, it's a fine problem to have. And of yeah. course, I appreciate the gesture from everybody. Um, and, and we'll just figure it out. We'll just. Maybe yeah. I'll just use all the money to buy like, a thousand Murdoch Murdoch onesies. <laughs> By the way, I contacted their merch center and I don't think they can make that happen. So if anybody knows who does Murdoch Murdoch and can, can make that happen, hmm. I would love it. Let me know. I also got a couple of emails from people who were worried that it's fraudulent. It is not, it is in not fact, fraudulent. fraudulent. Right. Uh, it is it is 100% legit and it is done um, as a very kind gesture among people in the audience. So this was a surprise to me too and and uh yeah frankly i was i was shocked by the amount of support that's out there so so thank you everybody who uh participated and thank you to the people who were worried that someone was trying to use your baby to <laughs> get some money out of people yeah. uh anyway speaking of um members of the audience and kind members of the audience and cool members of the audience this is such a great picture the uh the i guess can i call them the australia group that's like calling them the america group i but, don't think so because don't we have an additionally have like a sydney group that's the thing is this photo is from canberra which i looked up how to pronounce the australian capital before the show because i know i can't say melbourne i gotta say melbourne and it's canberra which is the city in, that they had this meeting and attendees are from perth melbourne sydney and canberra which in U.S. terms, if you look at the map, is kind of like L.A., Miami, Atlanta, and D.C. Like all these people coming together and having this meeting. Oh my so God, that's very cool. This is going to make me cry. I can't even. <laughs> I can't. I'm glad you guys are having fun. Uh, and I appreciate the white supremacist gestures and the plans, of course. And uh, man, the, the way it's this amazing. community continues to grow, as always, check out mattchristensofmedia.com slash community. It's right there on my website. If you want to find contact information for people who are in your area. <laughs> Or in your country <laughs> and also enjoy the show <laughs> and i have one more piece from of audience contribution because uh, like i said we got stuff to talk about but of course we love seeing listener art usually comes in graphic form i actually got a musical contribution this week in the form of like orchestral metal this might be really? kind of your jam have a listen to this song from uh listener chris who sent us this it's the sunday show Follow 
not gonna be niggardly. I am not gonna be niggardly. <laughs> I am not gonna be niggardly. God. Clap, clap for Chris. That was very cool. That rocks. I really, God, I'm so hormonal, but it just touches me. <laughs> it touches me that people have connected with this like little podcast that we put together that just was nothing a few years yeah. ago. In some ways, it's not even ours anymore. It's like uh, it's been taken over. <laughs> it's they've they've seized the it means of production so on this so show. Happy. Well. uh you might find enjoyment in this, at least in the, the very end clip. I'm not sure if you saw it yet. But, uh, of course, I want to check in with Black Friday brawls, as I mentioned. I've just got, in, in a minute or less, here's my top four or five brawl scenes from Black Friday from across the country. This, this is in Whitehall, Pennsylvania at a mall. Marietta, California at a uh, Walmart, I believe. Cop comes in and body slams them. Whittier, California at a Target. Is this confirmed all over stuff? That's Although the first one at the mall, I'm not clear what started that one. The rest of these are involving checkout disputes or stuff disputes. This one's in Albuquerque, but the last one is a hilarious stuff dispute. Oh no. Look at this shit. Diversity hey. is our strength. I did not know Take that shit, yeah. Pull it. Pull it. Man, this is my dog, you know what I'm saying? Two hijabed one or something. It's it's over a vacuum. Two hijabed women at an unknown Walmart fighting over a vacuum. Yeah, that's what America has become, everybody. Well, at least they're uh, sticking to their gender roles. I thought you might appreciate that. Why are they outside? What's going on? (laughs) Someone's got to get the vacuum. That's true. Come on. (laughs) All right, Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Within the last few weeks, we've heard. um, Well, he's been back in the news because he had this what was supposed to be a a workout event for all 32 NFL teams. And then at the last minute, he shifted the plan on the NFL and did his own workout at a different site. And only like eight of the teams were able to show up. He didn't impress. He used it as a grandstanding event to promote himself. And he has yet to get a call from any NFL team. But hilariously, apparently one of the wide receivers who was catching footballs from him at this at this workout event. That guy got a tryout offer from the Cleveland Browns, but not Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is still waiting. The reason this is Thanksgiving related is because Colin Kaepernick uh, posted a, a video to his Twitter account on Thanksgiving in which he participates in the so-called un-Thanksgiving event he attended and spoke at. This commemorates the 50-year anniversary of Native Native American activists occupying Alcatraz Island in San Francisco. Here's what that looked like. We, uh, the Native Americans, reclaim this land known as Alcatraz Island in the name of all American Indians by right of discovery. We will purchase said Alcatraz Island for $24 in glass beads and red cloth. 
a precedent set by the white man's purchase of a similar island about 300 years ago. Signed, Indians of All Tribes, November 1969, San Francisco, California. It's been 50 years since the occupation, and that struggle has continued for that 50 years. Before that 50 years, it will continue from this point. It's our responsibility to honor our ancestors and honor our elders by carrying on that struggle. Don't let their sacrifices be in vain. That's why it's important for all of us to be here today, to show that we're together, that we're unified, that we have that solidarity. And I hope to spend many more of these with you. Yeah, when you're that annoying guy who makes everything political and you hate everything, you can't just have a normal Thanksgiving and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a multimillionaire. Right. Based on my life strictly is awesome. on my merit. Strictly Everybody's, on the fact that I was more competitive yeah. at football than other people. What a racist country. I think the real reason he's mad is because he's half black and half white guy, so he should be good looking. But really what happened is he just looks like Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond, is that right? <laughs> he looks like Screech, right? He does look like ethnic Screech, you're like, right. what happened there? <laughs> well, how long until he follows Dustin Diamond's lead and resorts to porn? It's we're only know. a few years away from Colin Kaepernick porn. Yeah, mark, could have, could have gone the Lenny one. Kravitz direction, but he ended up looking like this. <laughs> what a bummer. What a shame. Well, uh, there was also, I mentioned um, this, this Newsweek reporter who, uh, who published a premature story about Trump's Thanksgiving and got sure fired was. for it. So yeah. on Thursday morning, Newsweek's uh, Trump reporter, Jessica, well, former now, former Trump reporter, Jessica Kwong, tweeted this headline out that you see on the left. How is Trump spending Thanksgiving, tweeting, golfing, and more? Uh, of course, shortly thereafter, it was publicly revealed that Trump was in Afghanistan on a surprise visit to have dinner with deployed U.S. service members. So that among headlines that aged poorly, this is, uh, this is a, a high on the list. Newsweek said in a statement that Newsweek investigated the failures that led to the publication of the inaccurate report that President Trump spent Thanksgiving tweeting and golfing rather than visiting troops in Afghanistan. The story has been corrected and the journalist responsible has been terminated. We will continue to review our process and if required, take further action. The revised title now reads, how is Trump spending Thanksgiving tweeting golfing and surprising U.S. troops in Afghanistan, which is still somewhat <laughs> doubling down and burying the lead, you know. Oh, God. On the tweeting charge, now, it's tr as far as I understand, it is true that he golfed. On the tweeting charge, I looked through his Twitter feed, and Thanksgiving Day was just generic, happy Thanksgiving stuff, with the exception right. of commenting on this BS. So he wasn't tweeting, you know, off-the-wall weird stuff on Thanksgiving, why is it bad for him to tweet happy Thanksgiving to all Americans, which is basically what it was. Yeah. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but our president needs to play golf. Like it's gotta be the worst job on the planet. Just let the dude relax. Every There's gotta be some downtime, but I think we yeah. have to be consistent in applying that too. Like if it's, you know, every president has to get the benefit of that doubt, not just the guy you like. Yeah, fine. Or, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Uh, author Jessica Kwan on Twitter noted, <laughs> Let me see if I can find it in the story here. Yeah, she tweets this out. Oh, I'm deleting this past tweet that I posted uh, a, a few hours ago because I wasn't aware of Trump's uh, of Trump's plan to visit Afghanistan. But it should be noted that her tweet, in which she previously said, "How is Trump spending Thanksgiving?" Tweeting, golfing, and more, that was published 
noon uh, on Thanksgiving Eastern time. So the story was already published. Uh, right. So he was already there. I guess, and the issue is you're claiming to know what Trump did on Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving is finished. Right. You, you looked at a schedule and you made a conclusion and that's fine. You don't have to definitively know every single thing, but the point is maybe just wait a second and, and just withhold the yeah. biased judgment and the pre-conclusion and you won't be in trouble. Speaking with the Washington Examiner, Kwong blames her editor because, of course, saying she was assigned to write a story on what Trump was doing on Thanksgiving. She reached out to the editor on duty and relayed the president's latest actions, after which the story was published. When the president's Afghanistan trip was announced, the editor decided to assign another reporter to write a story about it, but neglected to update Kwong's original piece in a timely manner. But again, it's not an issue of how it was edited or not after the fact. It's that you presumed. Right. Things were going to unfold a certain way and they didn't unfold that way. And once again, the assumption is that nobody on the left is going to do any due diligence, which Hmm. they're right about, but they forget that people on the right are still watching. They're watching you. Kwan. Maybe she was just following the lead of the Washington Post because Trump did tweet. And we didn't even call it off the wall. Trump tweeted something silly. And then the Washington Post did what the Washington Post does. Uh, so Trump tweets out this picture without comment on Wednesday of, uh, of just himself uh, with his face on Rocky, Rocky Balboa's body. Uh, no commentary, just the picture. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, this was the easiest call ever. I'm not going to brag, but I immediately responded saying, hey, uh, New York Times, Washington Post, Snopes, PolitiFact, you guys need to fact check this. I'm pretty sure Trump is not, in fact, a <laughs> muscular champion boxer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, close enough, the Washington Post gets right in line. They say, we're here to, this is our job. This is our moment. It's like the bat signal went up. Washington Post tweets this out in response. Trump tweets doctored photo of his head on (laughs) Sylvester Stallone's body. Unclear why. Uh, Because it's awesome and hilarious. From the story, uh, President Trump tweeted a doctored photo Wednesday that showed his head superimposed on the body of the actor Sylvester Stallone who was shirtless and wearing boxing attire. It's not clear what inspired Trump's tweet. A White House spokesman did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Newsweek went even further. Uh, The headline at Newsweek is, Donald Trump campaign disputes claim that photo of president as Rocky Balboa was doctored. So obviously sarcastic tweets come out. This is from Trump's uh, campaign Twitter account. Obviously sarcastic, obviously joking. Washington Post claims without evidence that Donald Trump (laughs) shared a doctored photo. And apparently Don Jr. responded uh, as well and said, I've heard from reliable sources that it's not doctored. The first first sentence in this story, Donald Trump's re-election campaign has claimed, perhaps with tongue-in-cheek, okay, that there is no evidence a picture of the president with the body of Rocky Balboa was doctored. It's unclear. What did they mean? Nobody uh, believes that, right? How can Nobody you possibly believes. be this humorless? I, 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 it's baffling that we uh, continue to, to experience this, and it's baffling that they continue to do this meme after meme after meme. We already saw this with the dog meme a few weeks ago, and it's like they learned nothing from that whole episode. Anyway, um, <laughs> as crazy as it is, Hong Kong protesters are out with this picture too. Uh, right. So. 
the picture of, of Trump as Rocky. On Thanksgiving night, pro-democracy protesters in central Hong Kong thanked Trump and U.S. lawmakers for passing a law to punish officials who restrict freedoms in Hong Kong. They had printouts of the doctored Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Trump picture. It's unclear why, and protesters did not immediately respond <laughs> for request for comment. Uh, that's not in the story, but it might as well be. Many uh, protesters also draped themselves in American flags and they sang the Star Spangled Banner. I guess I need to go to Hong Kong to hang out with the sort of Americans I would like to hang out right. with in this country. <laughs> People who actually stand up for what this country is is supposed to believe in and what this country is founded on. And I scrolled through some of the photos, which, you know, their protest game looks pretty good over in Hong Kong. I even saw a racist Pepe floating around in Hong Kong. So, you know. You got you got racist people there too. People, yeah, really. White supremacist Hong white Kong. White supremacist people. Hong Kong. Folk, yeah. What's the what, what do you call someone from Hong Hong Kong? Hong Kongian? I don't think so, but I <laughs> I'm too ignorant on the matter. That's uh, someone's got to have it. Okay. Um, before we move on to the next topic, if you're done with that. Yeah, that's all I got. So I'm being informed in the live chat that you were mentioned by name on Infowars. Really? I gotta have that clip. Uh, yeah. So if somebody could send us that clip, that's well, was I mean, it Alex Jones that mentioned him, and they mentioned him by name. Was it Alex Jones? I mean, Owen knows us, and and Owen Owen's a good us, guy. Right. I would not be shocked if Owen mentioned me or us at some point. Uh, Owen Schroyer, not Benjamin, for people who may be confused about their their Owens. If that's if that's true, I gotta find the clip. Yeah. Sweet. That's that's an honor. That's a feather in the cap. I know. I'll let you know if somebody responds. Um, they're saying it was Alex Jones, but yes, Sweet. yes. Finally. Someone's got to someone's got to send me the link if you got it. If Send's we could in... get Alex Jones on this podcast, oh, that'd be that'd be incredible. I'd be so jazzed. Somebody send him this this clip of us talking about how we want him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, no, that's good. Welcome news. Something for which I am very thankful if it's true. So thanks for letting They're saying us know. Alex Jones played a clip of yours. Oh, interesting. I wonder regarding what? They played your ADL clip. Oh, about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Uh, yes, that seems to be. If you can trust the live chat, which you can. <laughs> Who knows? We might have spent yeah. a couple minutes on something that is totally made up. Yep. But that's the beauty of the show. That's the community that we referenced earlier. <laughs> uh, I, this was um the last... Uh, piece of Trump insanity here that I wanted to get to. This was actually last Sunday. Uh, I played it in the intro. But in preparation for Thanksgiving last Sunday, CNN's Brian Stelter hosted guest author uh, Stephen Hassan, I think is how you say his name, promoting his new book called The Cult of Trump. Remember, Brian Stelter only a month ago devoted his show to ripping Mark Zuckerberg for allowing the platforming of lies on fa on Facebook. So what you are watching is, of course, 100% objective truth and not a lie in any way. Check out this segment. None of them are mental health experts. Stephen Hassan is. He's out with a brand new book called The Cult of Trump. He has firsthand experience escaping the Unification Church back in the 70s, and he's decided to write this book because he believes there's something seriously wrong with our politics. For me, the, the issue of between a, an ethical, healthy cult where you're free to think and free to leave. By the way, this guy has great tips on an ethical, healthy cult for your compound. <laughs> so listen up. I'm listening. He, knows how to, yeah. he knows how to do it right. 
versus a destructive cult. I'm referring to uh, uh, Trump's organization and, and mm. followership as a destructive cult where people are being fed propaganda and they're not being encouraged to think for themselves. Much of what they're hearing is emotionally driven, uh, loaded words, fake news, or build the wall. You say the president is using mind control, but how, how is that provable? The pathological lying, which is characteristic of destructive cult leaders, the blaming others and never taking responsibility for his own failures and faults, shunning and, and kicking out anyone who raises questions or concerns about his own behavior. It is frightening to hear a cult expert say that you see all these signs right now today in American politics. But wake up, this is what's happening and our, our democracy is at stake here. Freedom of the press is absolutely vital for a healthy, a healthy country. The press is the enemy of the people. That's what Hubbard would say, that's what Moon said. If you say this is a cult, What's the first step of deprogramming? The first step with anyone who's a true believer is contact with people uh, that are outside the bubble. Hey, did you read this article? What do you think of it? We can, you know, I'll watch one of your shows, watch one of my shows. Appealing to the person's true self, their authentic self, that wants to be a good person, that, want, that believes in America and democracy and, and truth. Truth will stand up to scrutiny. Uh-huh. Crazy town. Is this the most ridiculous case of projection I've ever heard? Yeah, I mean, but I kind of feel like if you're watching, if you're watching CNN and MSNBC at this point in time, like you're retarded. Like who's who's reading, who's watching this and just eating it up? Uh, people who ironically are ruining everyone's Thanksgiving. That's that's the ironic part of this to me is the context is, hey, here's how to go into these situations with Trump supporters and have conversations with them that are productive. They're cult members, but, you know, maybe you can break the bubble. I mean, lying, denying responsibility, shunning others. That means mind control, I guess. But to me, that sounds like the cornerstones of the modern life. Arguing emotionally rather than logically. Yeah, because you guys have all the logical arguments right. cornered. Right. Of course. Um, and that's the claim too. Trump and his supporters don't, don't uh, support free thinking and Trump wants to control information. This show, like a month ago, as I mentioned, was dedicated to controlling information, controlling lies that Brian Stelter doesn't like. But now it's everybody else who's all about controlling information. And the, this is implied, it's not explicitly stated, but I think it's a fair interpretation. He, of course, there is no such thing in this guy's mind as just a Trump supporter who is a good person who maybe has different values from you or perhaps different information from you that you might not even be aware of. No, it's it's they're actually they're they're mind controlled. They they they're not thinking for themselves. They're victimized by some cult. They're under the control of somebody else. You have to he says you have to appeal to that person's desire to be a good person and value truth that's apparently being suppressed. The implication is if they support Trump, at least enthusiastically, as he says, they're not a good person and they're not seeking truth. Like right. those are not compatible things to be. I don't know. I mean, I have, I have comparable biases against leftists at this point. I'm like, yeah. if you're a leftist, you're probably retarded. <laughs> I think I, I but, literally just said that. But would you go as far as to say that, that, Someone who is of progressive values, um, that it's not possible to be a good person. 
No. And I, I will remind, and I, I understand the, uh, the reaction and the urge to treat our progressive friends that way, because I mean, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of groupthink and a lot of um, intellectual purity testing going on. Which I engage in on a regular basis. There's some truth to that too. But I I will say that uh, the people who pulled me over away from that side and that way of viewing the world always assumed my good intentions. And they said, hey, here's some information I think you may not have or understand. Consider this. What do you think about it? And they just kind of chipped away at me over time while assuming that I was a good person looking for the truth. Never underestimate how successful that approach is Mm -hmm. in getting people to share your perspective. It might not get the immediate gratification that a, um, you know, that, uh, that what's the word I'm looking at? That a catapult would get you. How did I forget the word catapult? (laughs) You have pregnancy brain. Maybe, Uh, you know, I'm not ready for a big reveal yet, but, uh, (laughs) but yes, point is he's glowing guys. Look at him. Assuming good intentions and and having uh, assuming the other person is a person of good faith is very very useful in persuading people who don't necessarily agree with you. Anyway, uh, you ready to talk twenty twenty politics? We got Mayor Pete and and Joe Biden having some issues this week. Oh man, that second we're going to talk about the second Joe Biden clip you sent me, right? B- Even though both. that was a while ago. Yeah, both uh, that are viral at the moment. On Twitter and the rest poor of the Poor old internet. Joe. But first, Mayor Pete. Poor Mayor Pete. I guess you don't have sympathy for him, though. No, I think this is hilarious. We uh, commented in, in recent weeks about Mayor Pete's surging poll numbers in Iowa and New Hampshire, but also his observed and likely um, future continued struggles with black voters, which everyone knows is because he's gay, but nobody's willing to say it, especially in Democratic circles. Well, the struggle could intensify. This week, Mayor Pete was ripped by Michael Harriet over at uh, The Root. And it's <laughs> under the headline, Pete Buttigieg is a lying MF. So Michael Harriet, why, why is Pete Buttigieg a lying MF? Well, Michael Harriet is commenting on a newly surfaced 2011 clip of Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he was running for South Bend mayor at the time. So this is eight years ago. And he says basically that low-income minority communities often don't value education in the same way that other communities do. This is what he said. You know, the kids need to see evidence that education is going to work for them, right? So you see a lot of parts of town. That's part of the motivation. Yeah, because you're you're motivated because you, you believe that at the end of your educational process, there's a reward, there's a stable life, there's a job. And there are a lot of kids, especially the lower income minority neighborhoods, who literally just haven't seen it work. Uh, there isn't somebody they know personally and I think that's uh, who testifies to the value of education. So, yeah. Uh, I that don't seems think uncontroversial to me. That's basically an Obama talking point. Right. Like less than 10 years ago. It's amazing how honest people were even in 2011 on the Democrats. I mean, that, that just goes to show how far we've shifted in in discourse. I mean, you can't say something like that. That's like matter of fact, totally uncontroversial. Fine. I, I, I just would never think about saying something like that. Yeah. Well, according to Michael Harriet, this is what he writes. I want to be clear. Pete Buttigieg is a lying motherfucker. This is not a misunderstanding. This is not a misstatement. His comments earlier. Pete Buttigieg went to the best educational institutions America has to offer, and he, more than anyone on the goddamned planet, 
you can tell that he's serious and arguing well because he's swearing, that he knows everything he just said is a bald-faced lie. Uh, and, you know, Michael Harriet here continues that it's not... Uh, or the, the, Your typical talking points. That is to say, uh, different educational outcomes are basically because minority schools are less funded and teachers are racist and they punish minority students more. The not black- because they are acting up more in school. No, it, 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 there's no responsibility on any particular communities or any particular individuals for poor educational outcomes. It's all because uh, there's not enough money being funneled into these things and everyone's racist. Those, That's those insane. are the problems Although, that he outlines. I agree with him on the, um, the elitist educate Pete Buttigieg. I, I think he went to Harvard. Uh, he went to Notre Dame uh, for undergrad. Does he have a, a more advanced degree? I know he went to Notre I'm Dame. I'm seeing Harvard 2004, Pembroke College 2007. What? That I thought is... he went to Notre Dame. I'm like 99% sure. Uh... It says here at the bottom, Buttigieg went to the University of Notre Dame. Uh, Wikipedia. Let's see. I mean, it's possible he has multiple degrees or he transferred. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he anyway. graduated from Harvard. Okay, so maybe he transferred at some point or something like that. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Pete Buttigieg responded sticking up for himself and telling this guy to get fucked. Just kidding. He totally capitulated. (laughs) And he actually called this guy to have a conversation about the issues. And this is how he gets rewarded. Michael Harriet publishes this story uh, after speaking with Pete Buttigieg on the phone. uh, Headline, Pete Buttigieg called me. Here's what happened. And uh, this... The weird references to violence in this story, I frankly don't understand. So this is how the story reads. I believe fisticuffs are a legitimate way to settle disputes while arguments are usually pointless, usually pointless exercises to get one party to proclaim why the other party is wrong. I'd rather you beat me up. So when I received a text message from South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg's presidential campaign about an article I wrote, I genuinely hoped that he was going to send four or five of his thugs to rough me up, and that would be it. I figured one of his surrogates would argue with me for a few minutes, and I would continue my day trying to be a thorn in the side of white supremacy. The third thing uh, you should know... uh, Anyway. Oh, wait, no, he says, The third thing you should know about me is that I actually keep a small photo of the mouse from Pinky and the Brain beside my my bed that says, uh, What are you going to do today, Michael? The answer is always the same. Fuck with white people. The article closes. Pete Buttigieg is a white man. Uh, I didn't say it like that. I told him he was obviously intelligent. I told, uh, I told him he was lucky to have all the privileges he was afforded. I told him that it was clear that he was hardworking. But I said, you are a white man. A mediocre white kid with a mediocre intelligence and mediocre parents can easily make it in America. I explained blackly. Oh my God. A smart black kid with smart parents and a supportive community still has to fight every day to hope to reach the levels of what a mediocre white man accomplishes. And odds are they still might not make it. Uh, then he, he closes with this. The only thing I actually know about Pete Buttigieg is that he is a white man, but Pete Buttigieg listened, which is all you can ask a white man to do. Unless of course he wants to fight. In related news, I have it on good authority. Pete Buttigieg has now joined the alt-right and endorsed Richard Spencer. He's asking for an immediate response to the BQ. Uh, just, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Pete Damn Buttigieg it. is asking how he can better bend over next time. And bend over, oh he God. will, gladly. I mean, 
these people seem to have no self-awareness, these black advocates, because they talk about how white people are damaging their cause constantly. But what's more damaging to your cause than reinforcing racial stereotypes that you're low IQ and can only resort to violence? There is no criticism of the alt-right or racial identitarians that anyone can honestly leverage against them that doesn't apply to this. It's, that that's it's, it's what drives unhinged. me. Totally insane. If Richard Spencer, it's pick your pick your alt right figure. I'm just using Richard Spencer as a stand-in. I'm not trying to pick on him. If he came out and said, "Well, I explained it to this idiot black guy whitely, but you know, he doesn't understand my supreme white reasoning," that would be ripped up and down. If you look at Richard Spencer or anyone else saying that, and say that would be out of line, racist, unacceptable. And you look at Michael Harriet at the root writing the same thing with the races reverse. You say, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. Cause he's oppressed. You might be a racist. Those are different standards for different people based on race. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Insane. Uh, anyway, that's absolutely insane. I don't need to delay any longer because, uh, we, everyone wants to talk about Joe Biden and the weird weekend he's having. So <laughs> Biden has started his, um, his no malarkey bus tour of Iowa. And uh, he immediately malarked at his first, his first tour stop. In fact, why did nobody stop him from doing this? It just dates him terribly. Like, have you ever heard anybody under 75 say malarkey unironically? No, I, I assumed maybe that's like a new England thing or an East coast thing. Nobody says that around here. Or is it just an old people thing? I think it's an, I think it's an old people thing. Maybe uh, I'm yeah, wrong. It's, I, I don't know what, what that word is, but, uh, this, I, as I mentioned, this is literally the first stop of the no malarkey tour oh, God. in council Joe? bluffs, Iowa yesterday. And this is actually before Biden even spoke. He didn't even utter a word before he malarked it up. He got weird. His wife, Jill was introducing him and gesturing enthusiastically and Biden took the opportunity to playfully nibble on his wife's finger. Check this out. And when they cut to the president of the United States. <laughs> That's not that weird. First thing I'm going to do is bite off every one of these little fingers one at a time. I just had to throw in the reference. Uh, I was prepared to actually defend Joe Biden a little bit along the lines of what you were saying. Like until it's his wife. Okay. It's well, weird. it was also two old people and she's like, she has no self-awareness. So she's just like flailing her arms around in his face. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So that, I actually didn't think that that was that bad it's know. definitely weird but i don't think it fits anywhere in the you know the the weird stuff he does with sniffing kids hair any the all the other weird stuff he does but again with biden you can sort of isolate each individual instance and explain it away eventually it becomes a pattern of behavior and you're like right just stop doing weird shit man just keep it under control like if you have the impulse to do something don't whatever it is don't think about it for a second and then don't do it okay uh, that's you know hire me as your campaign manager although apparently nobody can get this guy under control as i said i was prepared to go to bat for him a little bit and then i go on twitter and there's another biden clip circulating which i thought was new but it is uh relevant insofar as now it's it's newly emerged Do you know how and old it is it's from september it's from joe biden's famous corn pop speech 
Oh, God, that was a rough day for Mr. Biden. This well, rough. there's this segment of the corn pop speech where he's describing how his hairy legs would get bleach blonde in the sun at the pool where he and corn pop would go at it sometimes and these kids would play with the hair I, I don't even understand what he's saying all i know is joe biden says i love it when kids hop on my lap something like that listen to this clip and by the way you know i sit on the stand and it get hot i got a lot of i got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And jerk me off. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And Did I the audience just go, ooh. I love kids jumping on my lap. And I, what, what are the roaches he's talking about? I don't know. Is he talking about that in terms of weed slang? Or is he, what are... Is he saying that like, black communities are filled with roaches is that so he's either truly saying don't know. that kids rubbing my leg hair that's how i learned about uh roaches in the weed sense or that's how i learned about roaches the actual bugs how would those things connect nobody quite nobody's explained that Does anybody to me. in the live chat no like what am, am i i do, i don't understand <laughs> well there was a racial connotation in there somewhere, right? There must have been I, some reason I thought that. I don't know. I have no idea what he's talking about. As Black far as chat, the, also no idea. <laughs> no as far as the state of the race, current, this is going to get interesting. I was not aware of actually how poorly Joe Biden is performing in the all-important early states. So current aggregated polling has Biden all the way down in fourth in Iowa. So he's behind Buttigieg, Warren, and Sanders in that order. And I looked at New Hampshire. He's also behind those three in New Hampshire. He continues to pull strongly nationally. But if he loses these early states, I think those strong numbers, I think they're based on kind of a default or tacit support rather than an enthusiastic support because of this sort of nonsense. I think those numbers could flip in a hurry if he loses early states. That's probably why he's going on the no malarkey Iowa tour because they know we got to win early to persuade everyone, listen, I'm all you got. It's me or Trump. Yeah. As soon Get as those anyone else, African American votes. <laughs> as yeah. soon as anyone else has an ounce of viability, everybody else who's on the Biden train right now is going to consider giving that candidate a look. So, it's got to be Warren, or it might be Pete. But there's no freaking way. I think he. I could see him getting the nomination, but in the general, he's going to have all sorts of trouble for the reasons we discussed previously. He's got to get that coveted yeah, minority coalition, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough sell. In what in what world do we have a gay male president? It's uh, not well, going to happen. Gonna, they're going to try. Caesar, stop it. Well, uh, you want to talk about the London terror attack? Are Tell we already there? there? Jeez trying to trying to move through it because we're getting to the top of the hour already and i was told that a dinner was promised and i don't really want to be no responsible rush. it's for okay that being late. he can wait no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> uh people have already heard about this probably but we're it was only friday that wasn't too long ago uh two people fatally stabbed and several others wounded three others i believe in a terror attack at the london bridge friday afternoon Police shot and killed the male suspect at the scene. He was wearing a hoax explosive vest. They obviously didn't know that at the time. Um, members of the public intervened. When I was reading articles about this, everyone's like, that police response time is so impressive. And I was thinking, like, like what? Members of the public had to intervene. Like, how impressive was it, really? I mean, 
Do, do we know how much time it was? I don't know, a few minutes, but like, and, and the, of course we're going to talk about this in a minute, but members of the public had to intervene, had to intervene with ridiculous weapons, just ridiculous weapons. Um, so what's most interesting about this case, this individual was known to authorities having been convicted in 2012, not that long ago for terrorism offenses, very terrible terrorism offenses. We'll talk about that in a minute. He was released from prison in 2018, December, 2018, on license and clearly a key line of inquiry now is to establish how he came to carry out this attack how how did this radicalized muslim come to carry out this attack he was totally rehabilitated guys he even said please de-radicalize me i would love something to that effect at least in a letter that he wrote um yeah that's i know that was a transition but i should mention that the two people killed were saskia jones 23 and jack merritt 25 just like beautiful young glimmering eyed folk it's just that's so sad Mm. and then of course the three people that were wounded um i think they were still being held the last that i read um i also want to mention additionally three people wounded friday night during a stabbing attack in a shopping district um crowded with bargain hunters in the hag in the in the netherlands nobody was killed i believe that they were all minors that were released uh later that day but suspects known identified captured. the article that I read was from a few days ago and it said that like they haven't established a link with it, but you know, it's so we uh, motive unknown suspect unknown. They might've updated that. Actually, let me know in the live chat. Um, it's possible that they've already established that this was, this was a terrorist attack. Um, anyway, let's talk about this previous terrorism conviction. This is probably the worst part of this hmm. maybe because they definitely shouldn't know. Um, Khan, the, the stabber, had been convicted in 2012 for his part in an Al-Qaeda-inspired plot to blow up the London Stock Exchange and other major sites, including the U.S. Embassy. He was originally given a 16-year prison term but was released early on license, meaning he had to meet certain, I'm sure, ridiculous conditions um, or face being locked up again. Oh, no. 16 years. I mean... I just hate that as a society, any Western society, that we're just no longer in a place where we don't just kill these people. Like, oh, you're a terrorist? Um, immediate execution. Like, Do we know his immigration status? Was he a um, British citizen? Was he, uh, I'm I curious about that. I assume he was a citizen. I, I might be incorrect. I didn't look into it. Hmm. Uh, very, very upsetting. Though. Britain, Britain's parole board said in a statement it had no role in releasing Khan, who quote, appears to have been released automatically, so they're saying it was, yeah, (laughs) on license as required by law without ever being referred to the parole board. So convicted for terrorism, only given a 16-year sentence, um, gets out on early based on an automatic process, never had, never being referred to the parole board. Like nobody even knew, I guess. That's what they're saying. I'm sure that they did and they just didn't want to deal with it. So... He also previously wrote a letter seeking de-radicalization. So after he was convicted in 2012, Khan asked his lawyer to be enrolled in a program of de-radicalization to, quote, prove to the authorities that he was no longer immature because that's what terrorists are. So so maybe he wasn't sincere. He wasn't authentic. It was just like a get the cops off my back kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, He said he wanted to learn Islam and its teachings through a course run by the home office and live my life as a good Muslim. Well, uh, just because they 
you know, let dangerous people out of jail. It, it, it has its silver linings. One of the people who confronted the guy was himself a convicted murderer. He sure who was. was like, what, do you have a day off of prison or something like that? Or is, uh, he, is he out? I haven't, I haven't read the details. I, I think I saw one thing that said he was literally like on a, a day off or something. Let me see. Um, he was a convicted murderer. Yeah, day, out on day release. James on day release. Why is there a convicted murder on day release? Why is that even a thing? <laughs> so he can save people from, he can grab a narwhal tusk and um, save people. Apparently he murdered a disabled girl. Jesus. Yeah. This was back in what? Like 2000. Yeah. 2003. He, he murdered a 21, uh, 21 year old Amanda champion. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to redeem himself for that, for that murder. That's, that's just so, that's so crazy. What a weird, turn of events um yeah and let's talk about these makeshift weapons so i guess what we should learn from all of this is that when you have a populace that is totally unarmed neutered by their muslim mayor and muslim mayor um can't have knives can't have guns and then they have to intervene in a situation like this you just grab whatever's around you whatever is around you is a weapon so one dude grabs a fire extinguisher and then this awesome polish chef takes a narwhal tusk, which is five feet long and like all barbed and shit at the fisherman's uh, fishmonger's hall, takes it off of the wall because it's like decorating them and then goes and like tries to stop the guy with this giant tusk. So this should be a lesson to, to the British. It's like you will in these situations, you will find anything that is a weapon and use it as yeah. a weapon. The bad guys don't disarm themselves. They take illegal Sadiq Khan banned knives and stab people. You still have to fight the bad guys when the moment confronts you. Yeah. It's just a question of what weapons you're permitted to. Do you, I, I get it. Some people have some reservations about firearms. I understand. They, they worry about everybody having. I get it. I get where they're coming from. I counter with, do you want to have to fight off a jihadist with a narwhal tusk? <laughs> Because that is the world, that is the alternative. Or, Jeez. by the way, a fire, a fire extinguisher too, which is a more common makeshift weapon. You know, most, you know, we're going to find those in pretty much all buildings. I'd but, rather have the tusk in a one-on-one -on -one, like, knife. I, mean, I, I don't know. That's the point. I, it I comes down to your like. own personal to defense, your own family's defense. Do you really want to have to be scrambling at wall decorations for a weapon with which to defend yourself? Think about that, especially again, this is the standard too of this is the future the progressive future. Hey, anyone can come in and you can't defend yourself. This is, yeah, this is the future that we're headed toward. Apparently. I mean, but for those of you that haven't looked at the pictures of this, they're, they're pretty funny. It's like this dude brandishing this giant thing. He just, Oh, are there up. pictures of him with it? I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I can send them to you. Um, it's probably the, too late though. By the way, the last, uh, weird fact about this case, the, the police shot him dead. Mm -hmm. that's one uh, UK Using police are still armed yeah. <laughs> still aren't surprised by that and two willing to use lethal force remember we've seen cases like past jihadists running around clubs, yeah. yeah you gotta fight them off with your nightstick yeah I mean I may be understanding this incorrectly but it is my understanding that they have to call a special unit of armed police in these situations to combat hmm. a specific threat let me know if I'm wrong about that. So, and I assume if this guy, because he was confronted by pedestrians, there's some footage um, of pedestrians basically tackling him or holding him down. It must have been, if the police were willing to shoot him dead after that confrontation, I assume there's had to be some kind of resistance, ongoing resistance effort 
something to yeah. warrant that sort of lethal force beyond obviously the he also, attacks he perpetrated on others. Was wearing what appeared to be a suicide vest. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that might explain it too then. Mm. But it was fake? Was, you always was have fake. to ask, fake or just incompetently built? You never know. It's, Could be it, In this article from NBC, it says hoax. They're probably the covering for him. Yeah, He really. just sucked at building it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want him to, us to know how stupid he was. Well, uh, if you enjoy, if you enjoy such cultural enrichment, uh, there's going to be more because we we've checked in on this story, this culture clash, uh, going on in, in the UK between, uh, Muslim parents and the state, particularly schools, uh, especially in Birmingham and other localities where state mandated LGBT inclusion lessons have been taught to youngsters, uh, very young kids, I think under 10 years old, some of them. And of course, the, the Muslim parents have not been uh, big fans of this. You have a culture clash between progressive LGBT ideology and conservative uh, Islamic teaching. Team well, Islam. <laughs> uh, now, the, the Muslim parents, the protesting Muslim parents have suffered a setback as far as the British courts are concerned. So back in June, authorities established a quote-unquote exclusion zone. A very ironic name. Uh, everything is inclusive except for this exclusion, exclusion zone in zone. which Muslim parents are not allowed to protest in the school or on school grounds, but also within a certain distance of the school. Now, that was my understanding. That was is that was challenged in the courts and the Birmingham City Council has since sought a court order to further protect the school and extend the ban. I think they mean in time. So this was like a temporary ban. They're looking to do it on a longer term basis or in, I guess permanently is what the headline says. So extend the ban of protesting on school grounds or within a certain distance. And, and this week, the judge sided with the city and the school and against the Muslim protesters. The protesters had argued the exclusion zone was discriminatory, but the judge disagreed. The judge said the Muslim protesters have misunderstood and misrepresented what is being taught at the school. The lessons do not feature sex education and we're not promoting homosexuality. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so the state will tell oh you, no. no, no, you're misrepresenting what's being taught to your kids. Those are our kids and we will teach them how the state deems fit. We're on the path to such a, such a world. And, um, and hey, over in the UK, keep mixing this oil and water and expecting it to mix together nicely. I, I'm sure this will all resolve itself very well, and you won't have any more of these issues to deal with. I mean, the Muslims will just lay down and say, fair enough. Fair enough. Due process As they has have been a tendency served. to do, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sure that's what's going to happen. If there's any quality that is characteristic of Muslims, it's that they are nonviolent and peaceful, and, and they will not resist. <laughs> if you go up against them. I mean, this is the issue where I'm like, yeah, team Islam. I think that's totally discriminatory. I don't think they've misrepresented the homosexual teachings. Um, uh, and they're, they're totally right about this. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, of course I I'll uh, defend anyone's free speech rights that are, I think are potentially being infringed here, but also just, you know, parent this, these things in the, in the American context, this is another reason why your public schools need to be under maximum local control. This should not be a federal issue in any way, shape, right. or form. You want control over what your kids are learning in your public schools? Don't let D.C. get involved with it. 
This is the future that, that you'll have if you have one central authority cramming down LGBTQ inclusion. I mean, that's the irony. LGBT inclusion lessons enforced through an exclusion zone. Right, that's exactly. the reality we're facing in the UK. Um, and the larger question is, this is what everybody in Western nations should be asking themselves. Will we reach a point in this globo homo agenda <laughs> where we are going to look upon Islam and be like, you have to get this under control. Like you got to get this under control. you got to help us. Are things ever going to get that bad? Wait, who's, you mean the in Western nations? Oh, it's going to be an alliance. No, like, like the specific... Muslims will switch from team progressive to like team. No, I think traditional conservative, what whatever strikes me about this specific situation. We've been talking about this for a really long time is that I look at this and I'm like, are we going to go so far as a society with like the feminist agenda and the LGBTQ agenda that I look at like a violent patriarchy uh, like they have in most Islamic nations? And I'm like, maybe we need like a little bit of that. I think I think we're already there. I think you already look at them and you say, yeah, I'm a, a, a few points of dispute, but mostly right. I, think that, I, think I know. That's well, I can't believe at this it point. because my yeah. entire channel and everything was just based on like this visceral hatred I had for Islam and yeah. its oppressive nature. And now I, I like in many ways, I'm I, I think it's a farce to hate Muslims. And then I, I look at our own mm. our own culture and I'm like, did we ask for this? I, I would be careful. The only, I would say that there's plenty of evidence that the Muslim world is an authoritarian hellhole in which I would never want to live. I think what we're talking but about, we invited though, these people into our nations. Yeah. And I think that that's what happens when you uh, when you have a matriarchy, you just become weak. And when you invite a more dominant, violent patriarchy into your culture, it's clearly going it's going to fill the vacuum. I like, think what uh, we're getting at is if yeah. I have to have an authoritarian, I'd rather have an authoritarian who's closer to the facts than not. You get what I'm saying? Who's I, closer to the facts, though? The, the Muslims on this one, I think. And in a lot of cases, uh, I, I, which is odd to say, again, I don't want to live under either. I don't want authoritarianism. I want maximum individual liberty and local control. But if you have to have some authority crammed down your throat, at least like the authority connected to some semblance of reality, that, that said, that's the problem with authority. It always loses touch with reality. Right. It always goes in pursuit of some unachievable utopia. Right now, it's progressivism's turn to do that, but there's no reason why traditionalists or Muslims or whoever else wouldn't uh, wouldn't go down the same path that this sort of thing always goes down. I'm getting some appropriate resistance in the live chat. To be clear, my my plan A here is expulsion of all of these people out of every Western nation. Like. That's plan A, well, but that's, that's not going to happen. Regardless because, of legal status? I mean, don't you think that some people have achieved legal status that shouldn't have, that are I just, a danger I to can't, our society? At that point, you're violating their rights, though. I can't, I can't go that far. Mm, I mean, if always... you played by the rules, I can't fault you. You know, if you're, if you're illegal and you haven't played by the rules, certainly. What about this terrorist? I mean, I wonder, I didn't look up his, his status, but what if he was a legal citizen um once he committed the terrorist attack like probably yeah. should have treated that more seriously yeah I, yeah i yeah. mean in situations like that or when somebody has um developed some alliances with terrorists i think that we should be expelling yeah people. well i think uh, the reason i draw the distinction is like if people are disobeying your rules and taking advantage of you of course 
if you've set up shitty rules and other people say, okay, I'm following the rules as the, the, the way that you've set them up, that's your fault. That's not their fault. You yeah. Know? But as citizens, like I did not invite these people into our country. I feel like we don't truly have a democracy. I know we're a constitutional Republic. I know guys, but I, I feel like as a voting citizen, I had no power. I have no power to stop undesirable people from coming into the country and gaining citizenship. So if these were well, you have gained, political power. That, I don't that's, have any. No, it's that is an illusion. None of us have any power to but stop. But the point is, we have to make those decisions through a process. Otherwise, it is just right. cramming if, it down someone. Which if you the, can, no, no. If the process by which these people arrived in this country were not based on democratic means, then expulsion of them should also take into account that nobody wanted this, and a lot of us didn't agree to it. Yeah. I, well, I. I take the law is an expression of what we wanted and it's the only legitimate one. We have to commit to that process. Otherwise you're yeah. just saying, I don't follow the law if I don't like it. The point is if the law yeah. sucks, we have to commit to a system in which we agree to change it. If it sucks, I know that takes a long time, but if we don't, it's just warring factions. And that's really what our country is. I realize that against. I'm somewhat advocating for, for anarchy here. I know you're right. But my feels make me want to kick all of these people out of the country. That's <laughs> okay. All. all right. Well, maybe I can um, maybe I can soothe your negative feels a little bit because uh, I have some surprise cringe for you to close. Okay. Get ready for this. You might have seen it this week. I'm sure many of you had, but uh, check this out. Welcome to the planet, my dears. Take a look around. Take a taste of the waste we found. This is plastic. And this is tragic. So let us sit at the dinner table in the house we call nature. Come, let's chat. I have an icebreaker. Are we still lighting candles while the house is burning? While we throw flame and fight over who is right, our mother does not bite her tongue or sit in silence. Mother Nature's hella pissed. You see, a woman knows when she's been told. When the men in the boardroom think she's being too bold, too proud, too outspoken, too much to handle. When she's been made the doormat instead of the mantle. We don't give a damn, but we should really give a damn. Right now, there are more plastic pieces in the ocean than stars in the Milky Way. A billion plastic bags being used every single day. So come out of the closet and put on your boots. We've got a sh ton of work to do. Dear Mother Nature. Dear Mother Nature. Dear Mother Nature. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. We would do better to step up and take care of you. So Queens, let me be straight. Father Time is ticking on. And what will be left is what we have done. We've got everything to lose. Oh my god. REI, no! Uh, I mean, I'm all for having like a coalition of enslaved trannies to clean up the plastic in the ocean. <laughs> no, they're willing. This one's very willing, at least. Better if they're unwilling. But it's like, let's send them out deep into into the ocean on these crazy plastic adventures. Well, this is uh, this is not a tranny, to be precise. This what, is. What? Patagonia, a drag queen outdoor enthusiast branding himself as, quote, the world's first backpacking queen, 
in partnership with REI and this particular commercial, if you want to call it that, activist message. REI, of course, promotes opt outside on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So they stay closed and encourage uh, their employees and everyone else to enjoy the outdoors with their family, uh, with their families for the holiday. Now REI is promoting opt to act, which uh, encourages people to get active on Black Friday and really throughout the year and help to clean up the environment. Okay, fair enough. What does this have to do with dressing in drag? Your guess is as good as mine, as I commented on this video. Uh, I'm just here for hiking boots. Thank you. I, I That's the only reason I come to your store. Uh, also ironic, pretty much every REI product sold contains plastic to some degree. And granted, some of it is recycled, but that doesn't prevent it from ending up in the ocean in just the same way. And the reason I have the credit screen still up, if you can read the tiny text... Here's what it says. Our crew would like to acknowledge Hawaii. Apparently this was filmed in Hawaii as an indigenous space whose original people are today identified as native Hawaiians. And then it has more writing and I guess what must be native Hawaiian language, something like that. One would wonder why they got a deplorable white male to appropriate native Hawaiian space, but perhaps that's a question for them to answer. What, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, I don't know. I, I add it to the list of places you don't want to spend your money, I suppose. But I already knew this about REI, as you know, many people who go there know. Uh, I I bought some hiking boots there like a year and a half ago, and it it was June 2018 because it was Pride Month, and uh, and all the employees had their stupid like rainbow REI shirts on, and there was rainbow everywhere. And it's just like I'm just here for some outdoor equipment. I don't need a lecture. Yeah, they get they get a lot of heat from people too. This Patagonia is seen on Instagram climbing mountains and stuff in high heels, which is high risk for injury. Like it's not good to promote that sort of thing. You try to do that, uh, you're going to probably break your ankle. But hey, at least you're very diverse when you're doing it. What are that? What about that? Uh, Muslims being too oppressive and stuff. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Do I have to choose? If I have to choose between islamic authoritarianism or patagonia authoritarianism <laughs> which one am i gonna pick i i want to pick neither but i understand if you're saying you must pick one why you would pick the side that you do anyway have i thoroughly ruined your night we good uh is our Whoa. stream down i don't think so why Regal fraggle says stream is down on youtube is the chat still going uh, chat's still going, so you must be wrong, Regal Fraggle. It's fine. Reload uh, or refresh. Let me. Well, I can't refresh on D Live because then. I'll no, 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 it. not you. Uh, if yeah. people are saying they just had to refresh, and it's fine. I don't know what happened. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, you want to get started on Super Chat? I can check in sure. with them. I think we're still up. It looks good on D Live. Okay, cool. Um, um, Doc Bailey. Uh, Matt, I wanted to thank you for your e for your email. Your words did help. Suicide is a brutal subject. I hope you don't mind. I said a prayer for you. Rest in peace, Staff Sergeant Michael Adam Emery. Yeah, I e did get an email. Um, so Doc Bailey is uh, is is an Iraq war vet, and he lost one of his um, his guys to suicide this week, which of course oh, is a is an ongoing problem. And he sent me an email, and, and you know, uh, thank you for reaching out to me, and and you know, God bless you, man. I I 
you know, I, I mention it infrequently. It's a, it's a personal issue to me as well. And I, I just can't talk about it without a lot of emotional entanglement. And so, you know, obviously thank you for what you've done for your country. Thank you to your guys. And I'm really sorry to hear about, about this particular one, man. So as always reach, reach out anytime. El Jefe, Matt, you got to watch the 60 Minutes interview with YouTube CEO Susan WikiWiki. Uh, Definitely. So that was tonight, right? Yeah. It's, I think it's airing like right now, basically. But I would, I'm, I'll definitely check it out. And uh, if it's worth talking about, I'll post a video about it later this week. Pittsburgh, just donating to say that Blonde's Baby will have a hit piece written about it before Matt does. We'll see about that. <laughs> it probably will have one before it's even born, to be honest. Oh, no. I got to protect the baby. <laughs> I'm so worried. Fragile but. ego. Yeah. Downskated blonde. I figured out the only straight way to watch football is in a strip club, getting a lap dance, smoking a cigar. <laughs> Anything less than that might be gay. P.S. Hmm. Go Ohio State. I'm with it. Um, shouting from the cheap seats to prevent gas. Erica takes a charcoal pill with her mellow yellow. What is, is that? Is that some sort of word play where I just said something like that's a that's a reference to Erica Marshmallow. It's it's oh. being careful. Yeah. Gotcha. Sometimes you guys make me say stuff and then I realize that I actually just said like Hitler did nothing wrong. Something like <laughs> uh, Josh yeah. Ross, Matt and I once made love something, something gay innuendo, something, something double entendre. I put more effort into this joke, but it's the weekend after Thanksgiving and we're all hungover. Yeah, man. It's a holiday weekend. That's fine. Thank jo you. Joshua said, just bought my first AR as a late graduation president myself, a Daniel Defense AR-10 model is DD5V3. Well, I, I had, don't have experience with the rifles, but I'm told they're quality builds and you went larger caliber off the bat. So good for you. Home intruders beware. It's got more than a narwhal tusk. More to, than uh, a narwhal. And that's what we're judging all weapons on, uh, yeah. whether or not they're more effective than a narwhal. Possible attachment. We need a uh, narwhal tusk, under barrel mounted narwhal tusk on your AR. And congrats on your purchase. That's, that's yep. awesome, man. Good for you. Um, somebody got their message deleted for 15... A15. I don't know what that is. Sorry, I, I, I don't know whose message got deleted, but it's mm. going to Planned Parenthood now. Boogeyman917, why do they call it Black Friday? I'm surprised <laughs> no one has declared it as racist as of yet. Well, now they have. I, uh, I, I wanted to avoid the racist joke from that segment. Debated whether I was going to say it or not, but, you know, uh, well, here, let me prep my rim shot. You know, it was more like Black on Black Friday, am I right? Hey! <laughs> Uh, Come at me, Susan Wiki Wiki. Oh my gosh, keep the effing money. No one believes you're greedy. They do it because they want you to have it. Oh, that's so nice. So nice. I've been so low energy for the last three months. I think, honestly speaking, the one thing we were worried about is like um, it, the audience has put us in such good position. And of course, we have not only you guys to thank for the ability to make this show, but for our ability to build families on that basis. And the only thing I was, I was wary of, and I think we kind of share this is like, I just didn't want to give the impression that you and I haven't planned for this sort of thing. Like we, you know, we make, we've been doing this a long time and we've been, but we're both planning to have families sooner rather than later. And so I just didn't, I was worried about the impression that like we were trying to leverage money right. as though we hadn't planned for this or something and i feel bad because now i feel like i'm throwing wrangle under the bus i didn't actually plan to talk about this on the stream at all either oh so. i'm sorry well i i, he's, I thought he, that it got big enough that like we had to mention it. 
he also knows that we're very thankful for the gesture. And of course, this um, this is one of those things where it's 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 so kind that it's difficult to accept, if that makes sense, yeah. where it's like whole you almost feel guilty for the gesture that's what i'm saying yeah and it was important yeah. to me the reason i'm the reason i mentioned it is because i really wanted people to know that i did not start it myself <laughs> i suppose <laughs> it's, it's important that people know that because that seems like like we talk about hoax hate gofundmes all they're the very time. common yeah they're very common uh and so i don't want people to think that like i'm trying to hustle for a crib or something like that you know yeah, yeah. um Laurel says, Blonde, we want to give your baby gifts. Keep the money. Oh, my gosh, it's a gift, not a charity. Thank you, Laurel. Uh, William Buffington, Blonde, everybody who donated money to you wants you to have the money. Call it an early baby shower. That's so nice. You guys hmm. are so nice. Internet baby shower. What a world. I know. I have a while to go. Um, my due date is June 26th. Just FYI. People are asking in the live chat. Um, Hammerhead Bear saw Biden was talking about his hairy legs and Blonde. Not sure who was more confused, him or me. <laughs> Two yeah. way. Um, oh, I forgot I haven't opened I, the uh, treasure chest on D Live. I'll get at it. Keep going. Uh, two way says I wasn't aware there was a blonde up the duff fund. Post a link in the description <laughs> and I'll contribute. It's the, that is the weirdest Britishism to me. Up the duff. You've heard that when I, when I hear duff, I think the Simpsons beer. Um, what is up the duff? It means you're pregnant. Oh. But it's a Britishism, and it sort of sounds like like up the butt. You know, if I heard just <laughs> totally. heard up the duff with no context, I'd be like, yeah. um. I am indeed pregnant. Uh, Peter Edwards, keep the money. People love you and rejoice that beautiful people like you will be bringing another beautiful person into the world. I don't know. My husband and I are pretty good looking. We can have a Demi Moore, Bruce Willis situation on our hands where we have like four hideous daughters. You never know what's going to happen. Fingers crossed for trans Muslim. That's, that's what I'm holding out for. Oh <laughs> Although that will not be good on your mental health. Oh my so I'll be God. careful what I, I wish for. I know. Are the I, laughs worth it? I, of course not. <laughs> of course not. DSA, Kevin Flanagan. Okay, Downies, the white power hand symbol is done with your right hand. Have these spurgs never seen a W or a P? You got to teach him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lessons for everyone. Thank you, Kevin. My name is Biggest Dickus. Take my money, you crying baby, for your crying babies. Thank you. <laughs> Jason Bolt. People love you too. I am one of those people. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Black Magic. Sure, our society might be collapsing, but at least Clown World is entertaining. Also, repeal the 19th, and the men will bring back order and solve the problems. Hmm. Uh, Jackie Ray Dowdy. Just a shameless plug. I traveled for nearly 21 hours to get the Can Bear Christmas party. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mildura to Can Bear via Melbourne. P.S. Keep the money, by the way, Smeg and the Wonder Twins rock. That is so cool. 21 hours that's insane but uh you know these days good company you got to be willing to make an investment for such a thing i suppose it's not oh. easy to find good friends so we're glad to see it uh andrew gray happy thanksgiving matt and blonde thanks for keeping me sane while i wait in my hotel for my psych test tomorrow to be hopefully uh a police officer to become a police officer hopefully you too well good best. luck good luck good luck yeah and and thank you for serving your community assuming you decide to go that route yep thank you andrew Downskated PSA for my sis guys, three messages, not enough before asking to meet a hundred percent serial killer vibes. Don't follow up with you with you're so pretty. Don't double down with what's your blood type. <laughs> All right. Uh, always say typo. Just lie. Uh, no one says I gave plenty of shekels to my favorite creators for black Friday. So here's some for you guys. Thanks for the Sunday sanity. We appreciate well, it. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. No, Kevin. No. He 
too far? All right. Uh, Hassan Shop, Journalism 101. <laughs> news isn't news until it actually happens and verify firsthand sources. Come on, people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that seems obvious, but, you know, whatever. Morby Kai. Uh, never mind. I just saw it. Thanks so much for playing my song, bro. So glad you enjoyed it. Also, Matt, come on, mate. Beer is a tried and true cure for hangovers and unironically also a <laughs> cure for gay. I'm not I'm not hungover still. If I was hungover from Thanksgiving now, I'd be pretty bad. But yeah. you know, after and it, my hangover wasn't even that bad. But you know when you you have a hangover, it's a few days before I I want to drink alcohol again at least. So I'm kind of in that stage. And uh man, awesome work on the music. I I'm guessing that took more time to make than is justified. So uh so thank you for doing that. It was very cool. Super cool. Uh Jay says I'm going to read this. Lon, mixed people aren't better looking. They're just better looking than half of their parents. <laughs> Why is that the one I'd read? Uh, yeah, that's, of that, that's just out of line. Kevin, I can't read your next one either. No, no, you're not even trying. No open racial slurs. Like, I can't, I can't read. First <laughs> son of man. tried to do that to me with Roaming Millennial. I couldn't read it then either. First son of man, what is the link to the GoFundMe? Keep the money. We cherish you, blonde. Matt's okay. <laughs> Uh, well, that is that, yeah, we have we not actually do. even linked it. And I, we to be honest, I've, I have, uh, I can put it, the, the, the organizer on discord, if you'd like to contact this person is Raggle Fraggle, if you're interested, oh, man. that is far, that is as far as I will go. Cause again, I just, I just, uh, you know, for the reasons that we've articulated already, I just, I don't want to give the impression that I'm. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just, I don't want, I don't want to be, I'm always accused of being a grifter by people. I don't want to, I don't want to grift. I want, as no you were grifting. saying, what I want to do is I want to provide a service that people, a product yeah. that people enjoy and voluntarily, of course, everybody voluntarily supported the charity too. But I'm, what I'm worried about is exactly what you described. I didn't, there's no service I provided for that. I, I was just, you know, just being a person. And, um, and I, I want I want you to support the show because the work is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sourcy, Even if it's not. <laughs> my wife got me a new thirty-two caliber flintlock for Christmas. I'll tell her Sweet. about it next week. Blonde, I dreamt all night I was with my dogs who passed away long ago. Woke and started crying. Am I pregnant? Oh my god! Wow. I don't know. Maybe pregnancy dreams are really weird. Just so super weird. Like I'm having dreams about people I haven't thought about in years, and we're going on adventures together. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Hmm. Um, Joshy boy, Colin, uh, the Washington Redskins aren't going to call you. They see right through your bullshit. Uh, two <laughs> I didn't and even one, think of that one. angle, but yes, good, good attempt. Yeah. Uh, two and one, one says you call Hong Kong people Chinese, uh, Cameron Herrick, the two dudes from ROTC were in. No, don't they have their own? They gotta have their pussies. own thing. I actually have no idea. I have no idea. Um, Vernon Marquez, a big donation, was watching the 60 Minutes report on YouTube with my folks tonight and realized I've never donated to Matt and Blonde. Keep up the great work. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I'll be very interested to see what Susan WikiWiki has to say. I am not going to be niggardly. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. And also, how much behind the scenes at YouTube they actually show. Yeah. Do they show the person whose job it is to divert deleted super chats to Planned Parenthood? Yeah, really. Do they interview that guy? Uh, surely not. Um, fat hooligan Trump's Rocky Balboa meme with some next level trolling and Matt I love that you demanded a fact check lol I'm sure those fools believed you were serious happy Thanksgiving all it, it, it's you can predict everything these people are going to do yeah it, it's crazy it, it's, it's ridiculous 
uh, Nicholas Van Neal blames other people for their errors. Wait, are we talking about Trump still or Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean the, the, that whole thing just seemed like the world's worst case of projection. I know, but um, I digress. Stan with a good beard says, so this cult expert wants Trump supporters to go outside the bubble all while the people outside the cult will actively want people exiled, fired, destroyed for going outside their bubble. Yeah, that's I should cool. invite that guy on the show. Hey, here's a prime bubble bursting opportunity. Stephen Hassan, come uh, explain to me how I've been duped and how you need to appeal to my inner desire to be a good truth seeking person. Yeah, I'd love to have I'd love to have that experience. This Kevin Flanagan one's pretty bad too, but I'll read it. Um, to be fair, Zognold's fans do seem to be brainwashed if they think Zion Don is going to do anything other than be an Israel Israeli shill. I can read that because it has no racial slurs in it. That is a lot of hate in that. So much hate. Uh, I don't know if my Sounders clip opens, but I. I didn't play it because it's so long. Do you okay. want it? <laughs> no, it's okay. I just Let's... assumed you were playing it, so I was gonna let. Like a few seconds go by. All I right. The it. human shrug. The right watches everything the left does. Can't be helped. It's in everyone's face 24-7. The left has absolutely no clue at all what the right is doing. I don't know that that's true. I mean, they're watching us pretty closely. Right wing hmm. watches literally watching us. Hey, Jared. Hey. How's the popcorn? Your sweater's gay. <laughs> Want football. Mom's demand and Gifford's pack have already come out. Uh, with a proposal to ban full semi-automatic narwhal tusk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're already on it. Theme with uh, the narwhal tusk as the extension on the AR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need the you need the possible modification. Yep. SB says this Pete B and Michael H article just proves something I've always known: balkanization on ethnic lines is the best solution. <laughs> it seems like that's what he's advocating for. Hey, you won't have yeah. to explain anything blackly anymore if there are no more evil whites around you to explain blackly to. Mm, Matt disavows. <laughs> um, that's Doss what he wants. I'm saying that's what he wants, man. Seems yeah, like it. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, or no, I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. That's what he wants. Dems need the black vote maximized and blacks will never vote for a homo. <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> anyone who has spent any time. In or around the local black Someone community knows how they have yes. so much like hate in their um, heart. Grandmaster level search ouch soytifa boy messed with the wrong guy in traffic by high impact blogs. Video a funny video, great for you guys to play for the show. Didn't we play I it? I saw no, we didn't, but we've seen it. This is the one where the guy just stops his car and like kicks the guy's ass because he hilarious. blocked his car. I just the reason I didn't play it is because I couldn't find the context for it. So I didn't know oh. this. It is Current? the feel good clip it, of 2019. Well, it's probably up there for you with uh, getting hit by a car in Portland clip. I remember that one too. That's good. Uh, I, I just couldn't find the information on it. So because I didn't have any information, I, I cut it from the show last week or the week before. Uh, Black magic. When Biden was a junior senator, he drunk drove his whole family into oblivion. He survived but sustained a massive amount of damage to his brain and body, specifically the area around impulse control. <laughs> Jeff Schatz, you two hepcats are the bee's knees. No malarkey here, daddy o Well, Hot thanks, dang, Grandpa. What a show. <laughs> Brett uh, Gentile, or Gentile. Brett Gentile. I don't know. It takes a village. Folks who donated knew why they were. Take the money. Anything else is insulting to those who donated. Don't steal their blessings and thanks for the Sandy Stasis. That's an angle I haven't thought about. The one thing you can't do is anything that is not. Uh, with the full consent of the, you can't pull a Susan wiki wiki, you know, I don't, even if, even when people divert to charity, sometimes I have issue with that. Cause it's like the donor didn't pick that charity. Yeah. No, they're so, talking about the GoFundMe. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. It's like, even if you decided I can't accept this money, I'm going to give it to charity. Well, you, you better be sure that. that it's a charity that everybody consents to. Otherwise, you just have to refund the money. Because I'm sick all the time and my pregnancy is not going super well, I've decided to donate all of the GoFundMe money to Planned Parenthood. So I hope everybody is uh, <laughs> everybody's fine with that. Yeah. Um, two in one, narwhal tusks are more random, or is it narwhal? Narwhal. I thought it was narwhal. I was but saying the same I'm not a marine biology expert. Are more random than the most random thing, and a gay couple got divorced since one hubby fell in love with his daughter's boyfriend. WTF is UK what? at this point. Yeah, I didn't even what? hear that story. I got to read that one. Derek Finley. So the UK can have a Muslim ban. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, let me reload this. Do, 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 we got a whole do, bunch of people over on um, on D Live tonight, and I there's a lot of contributions, but I unless I'm missing, I don't see a lot of messages. So I just want to say thanks to everybody who's supporting on D Live, and um, let me I'll get our top contributors up too. I still don't understand DLive, man. I emailed them and I'm like asking their questions. YouTube gives you a nice clean list of super chatters. Yeah. DLive will give you a list, but it's full of like all activity. It's like this oh, okay. person followed, this person subscribed. So you got to actually like comb through it. It's, it's not the most user friendly. So again, you know, DLive people, I very much appreciate that you're building a, a viable community elsewhere. And I'm not trying to neglect. I just, you know, I'm like Joe Biden nibbling on a finger when it comes to DLive. I just don't get what's going on, and I don't always look the best when I'm doing it. But I want to thank uh, Caesar and Callie SoCal and Dee Dee for uh, supporting the show over on DLive tonight. Thank you, guys. Um, Jay says, legal immigrants aren't going to care about my rights when they're in charge. There's no process of redress. Matt, look at what's happened with the judiciary and Trump. These people have to go back. <laughs> All right. Steamboat Willie. Uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mother Nature. It's ma'am. It is ma'am. Trent Cycles over on DLive says, do not use this money for condoms. So Noted. Imp important. Speaking of the consent of the contributor and the donator. That's the one message that I have. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael Kaiser. Stream is still up, but here's some money. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, Justin Bernard. Greetings from Boston. The biggest and best meetup group. Ooh, quite a claim. A tremendous meetup group. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I have inquired, and it's been confirmed to me by many people. Yep. Many, many people. Yama Fago. Just plug in my podcast Christmas charity stream one last time. Check out the generational gap on Friday from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time and give to a good cause. I am going to try to stop in there. And I, I will be there as well. I think it's, I think it's, I'm on for five mountain, roughly that time. So something like seven Eastern. I will promote my appearance on Twitter and uh, it'll be, it'll be a good stream for charitable uh, Christmas purposes. So be there. Reality Lobsters is blonde. Here's your 70 cents for each dollar Matt make, Matt's baby gets. Thanks for the uh, show. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I look forward to all week, super chat loves the hot takes and take money for your baby. Keep the RWDS content coming. We've never advocated for right-wing death squads. Uh, well, one of us hasn't. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Texan Devil Dog, y'all made my I am thankful for a list this year. I've never been so excited about someone else's baby. Congratulations. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. I agree. Hold on. I, I definitely agree with that one. I agree yeah. with Shared. that. Shared. Same. Matt is super happy about my pregnancy because the whole time that I was trying to get pregnant, I was like, I'm never going to get pregnant. And there's something wrong. And Matt was like, I cannot wait until you I get pregnant. I thought this was going to be the, the world's biggest anti-anxiety pill. Lo and behold. Oh it's no, it's made me actually way caused, crazier. Yeah. I was like, what? 
this is bullshit. There's even more yeah. neuroticism going on now. So neurotic. It's my poor husband. Like it's my poor husband. Hmm. Poor guy. He's a saint. Texan devil dog. I also want to issue a correction, Matt. I never urod my hard charger. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I fully understand the reference, but, um, but thank you. Um, somebody between Texan devil dog and first son of man got their message deleted. I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, found it a first son of man uh, found it just go to go find me and look up beauty at the pay to damn you first son of man I'm surprised it even shows up in the search results to be yeah, honest really. oh um, one thing I wanted to say too uh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show but I became aware that I missed a few messages on Streamlabs. not we have a call in show this this week but the last call in show we had on November 20th if you're one of those people whose message I missed my apology I think I just refreshed the page and did not see them so, um, so I will formally apologize for formally. Don't want to say formerly formally apologize <laughs> yeah. to you. Thank you for supporting the show. If you're one of those people, Scarlet bear says, Kevin is a groper and a wizard. Don't trust Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D Sketty, You're our warriors and have put your butts on the line. We really appreciate that you're there for us and we feel good to give back. Why don't you want us to feel good? Keep them. <laughs> we do. We absolutely do. And that's part of the way this situation is so kind I of know. odd to navigate. And because... I just, I feel particularly guilty because it's been a difficult first trimester and I've been very low energy the last three months. Um, so I feel I was thinking about, about bringing that. on Jeb Bush as a co-host. That's how I bad just, things were getting. I have never been so tired in my, I've never been so tired in my life. Mm. And like the pregnancy brain thing is real. I heard the phone ring on, a, on the TV the other day. And I looked at Caesar and I was like, I was going to fill up his food bowl. And I was like, Caesar, do you want more phone? <laughs> it's okay. like my brain doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. It's hard for me to focus. I'm really yeah. tired. Um, and it's definitely affected the show. Uh, Saint, a big donation. Thank you so much. The reason I support you both is not just for the show. It, it is what the show and both of you have given me, which is, which is a place to and a community to turn to the least I can do is give something back. Never feel guilty. Oh, I'm not going to be niggardly. It's so much to me. Oh my God. How many times am I going to cry? <laughs> it, it really is incredible, man. Like the, it's a community of its own. We just, uh, it's taken on a life of its own and we try to, <laughs> we try to act like we run things around here, but we obviously don't in a lot of important respects, especially on the discord server. Don't go no. on there. If you're looking for incriminating material, please. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and thank you for you know not only for your support of the show but just for the kind words as well, man. It, it means a lot to know that it's that valued by so many people. That was the last one. Okay, I just got a few over on Streamlabs. We'll call it a night. And then uh, I'm Phil, gonna go cry for like a while. You make dinner, yeah. <laughs> like a good wife. They're pregnant so good barefoot. To us. Yeah. Phillips, Phillips Smolin over on uh, Streamlabs says, this isn't the first impeachment attempt we've seen, and it won't be the last. I predict people will quietly back away from impeachment until Trump does something even crazier than last time to stir them up again, grab some popcorn. Are they going to, if this impeachment fails, are they going to try it again on some other grounds? I wouldn't put it past them, I yes. guess. Philip also says, I'm not into Yang or Tulsi or Marianne Williamson, but I listened to... to uh, what each had to say uh, or when they had a respectful conversation with Dave Rubin, then Mayor Pete canceled on Dave. Fuck you, you homophobic piece of shit. <laughs> I think that's fair. I would have liked to listen to that yeah, conversation. It is a bummer it that that didn't work out. And uh, that, that was a long time ago. That was even before Marianne Williamson and, um, and, and Tulsi. Um, let's see. We have a few more. Cameron says, I got to be careful with Cameron. Cause Cameron, Cameron is uh like a Kevin understudy, man. 
You both see how the man who was killed in the London Bridge attack <laughs> wrote a master's thesis about the overrepresentation, <laughs> the overrepresentation of blacks and Asians in prison, and how his dad tweeted not to use his son's death as a pretext for harsher laws. We'd avenge you, blind. That's so ridiculous that I don't actually know if that's a bit or if that's serious. Is yeah, that is that I, actually I true? Uh, people it, in the live it, chat were saying yes, but I don't. So know. apparently, that's actually true. All right. Phil says, uh, and thank you, Cameron. Sasha Baron Cohen has declared war on the American nation. It's a real shame since we betrayed our cousin, our cousins to aid his, his nation in their time of need. We should have listened when, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that, one's, that one's Kevin themed too. Um, yes. The Sasha Baron Cohen speech was an absolute joke. I do think it is a total betrayal of this country's values and worse than, I think the worst thing about it is this is a guy who has, uh, you has cashed in on the country that our values have built. Not that it's not his country too. That's not what I mean, but he's cashed in on the values that built this country and then turns around and says, no, 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 but you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You're a bad person. If you do that, you're, you can only do it if it's to fight anti-Semitism. <laughs> I guess, but I love the way he twisted it and said, no, when I sang, throw the Jew down the well, that actually exposed other people's anti-Semitism. You jackass. Like anyone else singing that song would not be condemned, disavowed, and uh, you know, the, like the ADL would not attempt to ruin that person. Oh, I know. Did you hear about Louis C.K.? Um, he's getting raked over the coals because he was doing a show in Tel Aviv or something like that, and he said, like, he said he'd rather be a Jew in Auschwitz right right now than in New York. And of course, there was like massive outrage. Louis because of all the anti-Semitic hate crimes in New I don't York? even know. I didn't. I must didn't be what he's referencing. It. I don't really care. I mean, people were freaking out. Like even the daily mail comments were like, I can't believe he said that blah, blah, blah. It's so anti-Semitic, but it doesn't even matter to people that Louis CK is Jewish. He can't say that. I didn't even know he was, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're not giving anybody a pass. Are we? <laughs> Gannon says to the two most based bank tellers in the business, please accept my deposit. That's of course a reference to the revenge of the cis stream. Thanks for tuning in. Foximus says, wait, uh, blonde got to go fund me. And she didn't even have to hoax a hate crime. Only kidding. The wife and I are so happy for you that uh, we should have thought ahead and hoaxed a hate crime as the basis right. for it. And then I should have tweeted um, out on my band Twitter account. You gone be rich. Yeah. Redicus says, I love being lectured by, about culty behavior by a person that hasn't talked to a Trump supporter and has been indoctrinated by his DNC overlords. He also describes gaslighting and call and calls uh, mind control, calls it mind control. So grain of salt needed for sure. Yeah. Um, our, our guy, Smegma Bukaki 69, the Aussie Christmas party was fucking sick. I wish you guys could have been there. They are the best mates a bloke could have. P.S. Blonde, keep the money, put it it in an index fund for 20 to 30 years to help your baby buy a house or start a business or be indoctrinated <laughs> in feminist theory at a college in Absolutely 18, not. 19 years. Thank you, man. I'm glad you guys had fun. It looked awesome. Kim says it's been a while since I've been able to watch live, but wanted to drop in and say happy Thanksgiving to you both. And congratulations to blonde. I'm so happy for you oh, and your thank husband. You so thank you, Kim. I am not going to be niggardly. Someone says, any tips for dealing with the realization that your family are degenerates? <laughs> I spent Thanksgiving listening to female family members that I thought were normal recount extramarital lesbian encounters, and now I'm having a lot of trouble respecting them. Well, uh, the one thing I will say that we sort of talked about previously is you just um, 
you have to decide on what your priorities are. And, and I, th- in my, per- in my personal opinion, maintaining family integrity is right up there with every single value that I hold. So it's even if, real important. And you also have to yeah. think that like modernity has affected all of us and almost without fail, every single person in the dissident right is a former degenerate myself included. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you have to give people room and that's not that bad. I mean, like and I'm not saying never chick. confront. I'm not saying let everybody off the hook, no matter what they do. No, but, but you got to give people some room to make, to change in their life. Like what if you talk to these people in, in five years and they're like, wow, my life used to be a disaster. Right wing death squads now. Um, <laughs> like, I would certainly confront any potential issue or conflict with a family member much more gently than I might confront it, say on this show or on YouTube. And people say, well, you treat different people differently. Well, yeah, I am going to give the benefit of the doubt to my family more often than not. I realize sometimes you end up with Hunter Biden out of that arrangement. But the point is, if everybody's looking out to take care of their family to maybe a bad, like to maybe a faulty degree, that's still a net positive for society. Oh, did, did they say extramarital? That, that is pretty bad. Yeah. Extramarital. Does that mean like outside of marriage or that they cheated on? I interpret that to mean cheating on the husband with a chick. Oh, that's way worse. Okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, you should just say, oh, that's fine. You use your own judgment about what transgressions are over the line and what's your business and what's not. I just think you have to definitely give benefit of the doubt and um and and be, try to be as fair in your treatment as possible when when dealing with family not just because they're family but because maintaining family integrity is what is what is great for all of society at large in addition to yourself yeah, yeah. so okay. says i think i may have to say that islam is right about the gays and <laughs> how are we going to make a cohesive society with these people that refuse to speak or argue uh, well i guess if you got to decide teams man you got to pick a team Cubex says, happy holidays. Here's some baby shackles. Well, I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, we got Cubic. two more if you're done okay. over there. I think so. Let me uh, refresh. And, yeah, we'll <laughs> sorry. Sam D says, the story about gay dating the daughter's boyfriend. The daughter was a beard to help out the boyfriend, and then one of the husbands was sick, and they stopped being romantic. Hmm. Same house. It was bound to happen. What? I don't even understand. So the cheating was while the husband was ill? I, I don't It adds another don't layer of... You know, not good to that story if that's what's hap- what happened. And the last one, Bjorn, congrats, congrats, Brond. Hope it's twins. It is not twins. As confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Lastly, Chicken Fred Monkey says, "You better keep my donation to the baby because I'm living vicariously through you since I wasn't able to be a breeder." Oh, I'm for sorry Matt. For that. <laughs> that's a Kevin reference. I can't read that one. Come on. Thank you, Chicken Thank Fred you Monkey. Thank you, that. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think I think we're good. Well, we're only 42 minutes past what I estimated, but that's not bad. You know, I do what I can. And uh, my apologies to your husband on his late dinner. It is not the fault of his traditional loyal wife who is doing what she's supposed to be doing, getting to the kitchen right after the stream is over. So thank you guys uh, and for hanging out with us on a holiday weekend and uh, making this holiday extra fun. We appreciate it. If you are uh, listening on YouTube uh, or on DLive or one of our other platforms on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you're looking for more listening material, we do have more stuff uh, on the audio platforms, so check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked in the description and on the website for you. And you can also email us 
That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me, the press. It is beauty in the beta. Thanks. Have a great Sunday night. Bye, guys.